not even really very good, honestly. It wasn't that good. I thought it was so, we, we want to know something, though, and this is how I, I don't mean to start the show with an ad because it's really not, because it's not even the time to do the ad. But I, I've been working in my bird dogs. Nice. I have. They're my like. They're like my perfect work pants. Um, because I've been doing like a lot of different stuff. And welcome, Chris Three. There's been uh just a lot of things going on where I've had literally no time. This is my first time home for more than like an hour in like four days. I've had like no time to kind of do anything that I like to do, like um you know podcast. Podcasts. And, yeah, we missed a week. Um, so. We're going to have to figure something I think I just have to buy a microphone and do what Al did back in the Berkeley days and just do it right from the restaurant. But, um, yeah, I've opened up. Uh, That'd be nice. The clanging silverware uh, in the background. Well, th- we're not open till four there. So I think we'll be able to figure something out. But we'll be open earlier in the day soon enough. But, um, yeah, wild ride, man. Things have been busy. There's been a lot of personal history going on. And I can't really do, like, I haven't been able to... I've been listening to, like, history books on the ride to work every day because I have, like, an hour drive. But um, that's not enough for, like, a podcast. I'm listening to the Oppenheimer book. That sounds cool. It's super long and really interesting. He's, like, beyond smart and would, like, have to teach his teachers things. Like, he would get really frustrated in class because you like, this teacher's an idiot. And then he, like, would go to therapy and get nothing from it and be like this therapist is an idiot they diagnosed me wrong like he's just brilliant <laughs> nice yeah i had a similar situation and growing up in school yeah same experience i used to teach my teachers a lot of stuff well i also called everyone an idiot i just didn't really have much of a, a base behind it I well, no, i'm joking i didn't actually do that but oh i i did i would always be like this teacher's dumb i don't know what they're talking about but it was just me that was wrong um and then one time i got in trouble for you know how bad of a student i was I got in trouble for getting a question right too fast. Nice. They were like, you cheated. And I was like, no, I didn't. They're like, yeah, you did. You just never get it that fast. And they sent me to the principal's office. Did you? Go to the principal? No, I, I really, it was, a, it was a riddle. And now I think if you like, understand me, giving me like arithmetic questions doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you give me a riddle, I'll knock out a riddle in two seconds. Like where do they bury the survivors? <laughs> One of those? Yeah, you know, is like it? a plane crashes on the border of I like Pakistan and India on the top of a mountain. Um, where do they bury the survivors? They you never don't. heard this one? Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Maybe. No, I guess not. But I no I'm usually pretty good with that stuff. And then like if you give me something like that, I I have a pretty like kind of creative answer most of the time. And it's fast because that's like that's the way my brain works. I don't it doesn't work in like if you give me anything science related, I'm useless. That's the only thing with the Oppenheimer book. Is they're talking about so much shit that I don't understand, but I don't think anyone understands it. You know, like I don't feel dumb. Like it's like there's no way, like even somebody with a marginal interest in like physics and and like nuclear stuff, like no one knows what they're talking about because they're talking about it at the highest level like ever. Right. You, you know? need to make it relatable. Well, the thing is, I kind of wish it was like, I do wish I was like a science stan a little bit. Because they're talking about all these names that you've heard so much about, like all being together. So it sounds a little bit like, you know, like the golden age of physics. You know what I mean? Like it was probably would be cool if I cared about any of these people. Like our boy Einstein gets mentioned a lot. Yes. And um, a bunch of others that I'm not going to try to mess up their names. But uh, like Heisenberg, which I think is an interesting little tie-in that there's, you know, like, you know, like the Breaking Bad side of that. Right. Were you the Breaking Bad guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Um. So like the real Heisenberg and like stuff like that, where there's all these guys that, um, and it's guys, you know, I'm not being, back then it was just guys. 
um, that I've done like crazy important stuff. And they're like, oh, when his groundbreaking discovery of blah, 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 I'm sure whatever they're saying about like neurons being split into atoms or whatever, pro just tell me like, oh, yeah, that's the reason that water stays cold in a refrigerator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just give me like something. Don't don't just tell me what it was. But it's um, again very intelligent. The guy's super strange. Uh, I like like enigmas. You know, guys that are just kind of weird. Right. And he's super weird. I mean, that's what those quirks are. You know, the I think the allowability for being a genius. Yeah. Well, it seems, and we know what's cool about if it. If you're weird and you're not a genius, then you're. What's the point? Well, the, my thing is, I feel like if you're not like all weird people, but I think we like limit genius to like people that are really good at things that we don't understand. You know what I mean? Or I think there's like a lot of cool ways to be a genius that you don't really care about because it doesn't really result to like either money or results or rewards or anything like that. But like, I think anyone that's super strange and kind of on the fringe and, you know, very one minded in a certain way, like I think. They're, they're a genius and they're like they're probably I don't want to just say blanketly but like I know this one guy I don't want to say his name but he comes around um, to the pizza place and he like just you already have dressed. regulars uh well you, well this guy I met prior I don't want to say too much because I've done some work with him on like some <laughs> just in case he stuff. listens all right <laughs> no but it's, it's a small town um so and again I'm gonna compliment him so it's not like bad I just don't like talking about people without them knowing um where he's just like does his own thing you know what i mean like one fingernail is painted with glitter and he just wears whatever the fuck he feels like wearing and says whatever he feels like saying and just kind of walks in through the back door even though he doesn't work there and it's just and i'm like you know what this guy's a genius i don't really know how but in his own way whenever he talks i'm gonna listen because i think there's certain characteristics being displayed as somebody that's like he's he's good at something i just don't know what it is yet but i like him i let him i let him walk through the back door because i'm like whatever he seems he's got a cool little energy about him you know so I try to figure out what people's thing is. I feel like everyone's good at something. Yeah, I like that. And those people are probably not good at a lot of things, too. And I don't want to... And you know me better than most, Nando. Yeah, I always... There's a uh, an Einstein quote that if you, um, if you judge a fish uh, by its ability to climb a tree, it would live its whole life thinking it's stupid. It's beautiful. I love is that, that one of those quotes that's not really from Einstein? That's you know, it someone did be. dash I, dash Einstein. I have it. I have it framed somewhere, which I should stop saying because I haven't seen it in three years. So I probably gave it to someone. But hold on, you know what? Hold I, on. I'm gonna step. Uh, I got Bartlett's book of familiar quotations. Let me grab that real quick. And it, see it's something in like nobody, like nobody is stupid if you judge a fish by. Um, and I, I've always kind of lived by that. That was in an office of mine a really long time. Oh, this is it. Uh. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking this up in a physical book. Listen to that. Whoa. Wait, listen to that. That's wow, Bartlett's wow. book of familiar quotations. Closing. And I have an AI quote, so we have the uh, we've covered all the <laughs> ways of getting knowledge. <laughs> Hold on, the index is humongous. Fish. Frailty. Fortieth. Go ahead, man. I'll look. I'll look this up in the background. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. This quote is attributed to Einstein, while there is no evidence that Einstein ever said it. The quote seems to have originated from an old allegorical tale. The quote reminds us to think twice before measuring ourselves. So Einstein, there's no proof that it said it that he said it. All right. But I do have a painting, as I mentioned, that attributes it to Albert Einstein. Um, 
I'm going to attribute it to Oppenheimer since we're just giving it to people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I like it. There are a lot of fish quotes in this book, by the way. Really? Well, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of ways to like relate life to a fish. You know. Fish dies because he opens mouth. That's. I'll have to look that one up in a second. On so this other book I'm listening to, where I don't feel like Oppenheimer is about an art thief. I sent it to you. We should do an episode on him one day. I didn't finish it yet, but he said a quote that I love. He said, um, "Again, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like." A good uh, thief doesn't get caught stealing. He gets caught hesitating. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's like, I don't. He's like, that's why I got caught. I hesitated, not because I was stealing. You want to hear a cool? You want to hear a cool story from Nando's past? I do. So, my like my group of friends, we were, you know, we weren't like the cool guys or anything. I don't think we were, we weren't cool. We had a lot of fun. We drank a lot. Whatever. Um, we found out. I forget how we did it the first time. That it was very easy to steal things, um, random things. Like nothing like we weren't like taking candy bars from a store, but like if we were at a party and we didn't like the people, we figured out we could just take all their beer and like you know figured out a way to pass it through, through the window, or whatever. <laughs> to, it got to the point where our greatest achievement. So anyway, well, little just backtrack for a second. Eventually, we were stealing pianos from the lounge. Wow. And like delivering them to our friends in different buildings because we figured like no one's gonna catch you and no one's gonna question it. So we split up because someone tattletailed on us. Um, so we were the Ignatio Bandits because we lived in Ignatio Hall and then split off into the B team where the people who tattletailed and lined up on the other side. There was a big mansion on campus called O'Connell House. Um, it was a long walk from our dorm senior year. They had like ornate, like, like six foot by four foot paintings on velvet, you know, like that are 1800s, you know, centuries old. And there was an event there. And we just kept thinking, like, what's the biggest thing you could steal from here? And there was a big painting at the top of the staircase. Like, everyone could see it, right? And we just figured out a way to take it. And we took it, and we walked it all the way across campus. It was like a 20-minute walk, like, along a major railroad, like Beacon Street, I think, ran, or Commonwealth. If you know Boston, you know those are big streets. Up to our dorms, and just left it in our dorm for three months until we decided we're going to return it and then cover a night we did we retraced our steps hung it back up and never got caught i know was there a search in that time of who took the painting we heard people like where's the painting but i mean like we, you know but no got, footsteps on your door you could have gotten away with it if you wanted to we could have kept it i mean like no one would have ever known and i don't like because, i think the painting was like a twenty thousand dollar painting because people are listening did you do you say you put it back and you didn't no we did i mean what are you gonna do with it like we wouldn't like take it to an art dealer we didn't know what like we just wanted to know if we could do it. You know what I mean? There's no, we didn't want it. We just wanted to know if we could do it, and we yeah, did. Yeah, no. We used to steal. Uh, Al was really big on stealing headrest in cars. Um, like if we took a cab, or if he was like in like a, like a friend's car. Like one of my friends were picking us up from a party or something. He would take their headrest, and then like send a picture of it to the person after he took it. That's funny. When they got home. Yeah, that That's was a awesome. thing of his for a long time. And then traffic cones, too. We always stole. I don't know. You do stupid shit. But you know what I'd like to do one day as an episode? What? Um, right, because like this is get, the Christorant episode. I'd like to get Palumbo on with you and I, and we full-on plan out a heist. Yeah, I could do that. And I think the way we do it to tie it into Christory is we we pick a time that we're heisting. So like we do it like a like a like a time travel movie. Like not where are we heisting, when are we heisting? You know what I mean? And 
so that way, first of all, we can't be um, like incriminated for like just laying out a criminal plan in front of thousands of people. Right. But we could also, again, like have the history tie in, right? Like we want to rob the Louvre in 1960. What's the security measures into it? How many guys do we need? How many girls do we need? How many, like, you know, I don't want to say weapons because I think we're, we're like a tools. I, I think we're too smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can't be, there's like burglar, like, like, uh, armed robbery, burglary, and then there's like thinking next level, and also like with a little bit of a Robin Hood aspect to it, burglary. And I want to be the latter. I hear myself in the background a little bit. I don't know if that's going to be a problem. No, I don't future. hear you at all. But I mean, like, I don't know. Okay, just letting you know. We'll fix but it in the edit. It's fine with me as long as you're as long as you know about it. The fish quote that I was uh, referred to about opening his mouth is just a Spanish proverb. Um. Anonymous in the anonymous sect. You should really get. You probably enjoy this book. This Bartlett's familiar quotations. Uh, the fish dies because he opens his mouth. So that's kind of like the anonymous version of snitches get stitches. I get. God helps those who get up early. If your enemy nah. turns to flee, give him a silver bridge. Huh? I don't even know what that is. He who sits at the door of his house will watch his enemy's corpse go by. The closed mouth swallows no flies. Huh? This just wants you. This book just wants you to be quiet. You should give this book to, <laughs> no, to, to children. This is just one page. This is page eight hundred and sixty-two. Gold and love back. affairs are difficult to hide. Nice. Anyway, we'll put that. We'll put that back. Old time radio. We'll put, <laughs> put that away for later. I'm sorry I couldn't find the fish quote. Um. Hey, let's talk about the restaurant because this is oh, hey. this is the Christian episode, and you know. You've turned your back on the listeners to open and run a pizzeria and a restaurant, right? Yeah. Well, the restaurant's not going to be open till like September, but that's um. It's in the works, though. Unfortunately, that's the uh, like. I'm like looking forward to restaurant stress because of how annoying. I've been saying that like the two restaurants they're right next to each other. Um, the pizza place is like the bear season one, and the restaurant is the bear season two. I, t- I turned off the bear after three episodes. No kidding. So I, I didn't like the first season either until the end. I liked the finale. And then I really liked what I got. I didn't finish the second season, but I really like what I saw in the second season so far. It was very relatable to what my day-to-day is. Um, and I hate when people say that, but it's true. Um, and the bear season one. So what I'm doing is I'm... Um, respectfully commandeering a kind of like a, a very famous, locally famous um, pizza place, right? It's been open for like 70 years in Long Branch. It's called Nunzio's and um, people really love it a lot. So it's it's a fun project for me because usually I, I am, um, I go to work and I, and I, I use my kind of creativity and, and things like that. But to have to like color within lines is very new to me. But it's fun, you know. It's it's not something that would front you. Would, it sounds frustrating, but it's not because it's something that's really cool, and it's the kind of place that if I were to walk into, I'd be like, "Oh man, I would love to own a place like this," but it's impossible because it only comes with time. You know what I mean? And then we got uh, extremely lucky working with the the previous owners who were just retiring. We didn't like muscle them out or anything like that. They're just, um, you know, they've been in the business like I said for fifty five years, and it was their dad's place before that. <clears throat> so. Um, it's cool to be working with people who have been there for so long and kind of understanding the business through the, 
through their eyes. You know, like we could do a whole history just with with Lou, the owner I've been working with, because again, like I like we're that. Very, I like that idea. Yeah, he's he's I don't want to age him, but he's uh he's told me a couple times. I think he said seventy five, and um you know he's on his way out. He just sold his business. He made some money. He's I don't know where he's moving, but he's gonna do the thing you know that everyone kind of knows they're going to do one day like move to a warm place and uh just kind of live the rest of your life just hanging out you know and um getting to work with somebody in that last phase of like you know they're basically sticking the landing on their life's work and he's been i don't think anybody really has the opportunity to do this he's been my pizza guy since we've been open great so it's been me myself the new owner my partner um runs a restaurant as well so he helps me more on the prep side run the day-to-day when we're open it's myself and the previous owner kind of working together and it, it kind of shows people in town especially that you know i have as much appreciation for that place as they do because i started going as a customer more than you know i didn't go for like a business opportunity i went there as, as a customer first also we should point out like you had like the highest um i guess compliment like when Barstool did the pizza reviews, I mean, they don't give out really high grades a lot. It's not like everyone gets a 9.8, but you got like a you, 9.8 or something, right? Eight, we got an 8.6, but you want to laugh? Yeah. So did Nunzios. <laughs> Perfect. Did you, so did you bring the, because this, this is my passion, is curled up pepperoni on pizza. Like I would, that's my favorite kind in the world, like so, a cupped pepperoni. So they had it already. All right. Uh, but not the same one that I was using in 10th Street. I, I don't think I'm going to bring that one over. Um, I don't like taking things from previous places, especially when they're still open, even though I brought that pepperoni to that place. It's called Molinari Salami. If anybody wants it, you could slice it really thin, and it curls up like pepperoni when you put it on pizza. Um, but it's just an unnecessary expense when you already have a – like, we have a good pepperoni. It's good. And now so many people like the cuppy thing. Like, it's like a thing oh, is that it? they um, – we don't buy this one, but they sell, like, a bagged – they call it, like uh, – um, something in cup, like scorching cup or crisping cup or something like that. And um, you could just kind of throw it under anything and it'll curl up. Hey, that might be a good frozen thing. You know, you, you do the pepperoni with this, like a little bit of oil inside, stuff it with some cheese, and then freeze it like Totino's and sell it. And then people could just put them in their oven and they could just pop curled up pepperoni with the cheese inside. There's a place in uh, Maybe the city Maybe a little sauce, a little basil called bad roman it's been like all over the tiktok sphere and everything uh, i don't know if it worked out the way they thought it was going to it's in like time warner center it's a very big hopping to do hardest ticket to get in new york type of thing um but i haven't heard much about it actually once it opened up but they do a pepperoni cup appetizer kind of not quite what you're saying but it's similar they do like a side of ranch and like oh. a pepperoni cup like uh almost like the way you would get like a chorizo um, you want to shout out bird dogs now? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the pizzeria. Do, yeah, a couple of things. So I'm going to do a little bit of a read, but I'm going to mean a lot of what I say too. First of all, you don't have to read it. So here's what I like. Bird dogs is like, you don't have to read this word for word if you don't want to, dude. And also like, oh, you missed the show last week. That's cool. Just do it next week. Yeah. That's what I wanted to start with is like, no matter what happens with bird dogs, I'm going to appreciate them forever because I... So last week was the first week of the pizza place. Anyone that's never opened a restaurant, anyone that has, it's like the craziest week. Um, it's it's very weirdly addicting in a strange way too. There's like a it, there's something easy to love about it um, because it's just chaotic in in the coolest way. And uh, when you pull it off, it's great. You know, like the way it worked was it's been going great. So and I don't want to 
you know, jinx anything, but we went through our first week. Um, and Bird Dogs was cool enough to kind of understand that and be like, listen, we, so for those that don't know, and I don't know the podcast game that well still, but they, they pay for this time, right? They pay you to, to, to advertise their space during the time that they want it, right? It's summertime. They sell shorts. They sell very comfortable shorts, I might add. And I know that from experience. When you buy it, they send you a tumbler. That's like a Yeti tumbler, which is another thing I've been using. Not just saying that. So, like, this is the time they want me to push it because it's the summertime. We're selling a bottle of water that keeps you cold. We're selling shorts that keep you cool. And I just blew that off because I'm so <laughs> I'm so busy. And uh, extremely cool of them to uh, just allow us to push it back. So I wanted to go a little bit further and just uh, I didn't want to bullshit the audience either. So um, I wore bird dogs my very first day at work and I was like, I'm going to tell you that I did this. And if they're not comfortable, I'll just be like, it went great. But so I'm a I'm a main. You know how I am with pens, right, Nando? Oh, we've talked about this before because we've talked about the brands. Yeah, I'm very like I'm on on the Sharpies right now. The Sharpie pen. So when I work. I need a Sharpie and I need a pen on me at all times, right? So the Sharpie, I have to, like, label boxes and do other stuff like that. The pen, I have to write orders or, you know, write something for um, – so, like, sometimes I need a customer to read something. I write it with a pen. Sometimes I need the kitchen to read something. I write it with a marker so it could be bigger and I could put it somewhere different. Anywho, Bird Dogs had all these little pockets. So I had, like, a pen pocket my whole day working. Then I had another pocket for a wine key. And then it was just comfortable. It felt like wearing Lululemon pants. But I don't really love wearing Lululemon pants, to be honest with you, because they have these little parts. I don't know how to describe them that like they're a different texture than the rest of the pant. You know what I mean? Not yep. all of them, but some of them. They're, I don't know. It just felt like a very – it looked very nice. Like It looked like I was wearing nice um, like slacks, I guess you would say, you know? Or if you're, like if you're a, 70? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're, but they were like workout pants the way they felt. And I got um, people like, oh, you look so professional on your first day. Look at you. And I was like, I'm comfortable <laughs> as hell. You don't even know that. The, inner, the, pocket, the inner lining thing was that work. Like, you were just yeah, like, okay, I loved cool. it. And I didn't think, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think I would. I didn't think that would be something I'd be into. That's why, like, free pants try stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, let's, let's try the inner lining. They're just sending pants anyway. If I don't like them, I don't have to wear them. And I'm like, look at me. Loving them. I really, the shorts, I really like the lining because I don't really wear shorts typically. So it's kind of like a new phenomena to me. So now I only experience shorts with liners from now on. But um, the pants, I, I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. And I, I really do. I'm actually going to buy some for work. There's going to be like my work fit. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. I mean it. I'm not even just saying that. So if you go to birddogs.com slash Chris3, I uh, get a Yeti style tumbler. I've been using that at work too. Not kidding. Fill that shit up. Oh, sorry. Is it direct <laughs> in? Ice. Is that direct? Like pour? It's not like the Yeti that keeps your beer cold. It's like a Yeti that you actually drink out of. Yeah, they oh, didn't send you one. Uh, oh, wait, they did. Your pants. Yeah, you know you they did. I just uh, I haven't used it. Uh, I'm just like I don't. You know, I have glasses in the house. Yeah, it's like the twist one. Well, I drive down every day, and like I said, I have like an hour and a half long ride, and by the time I get down there, my water's always warm. Because, like, the sun and, you know. Right, right. So I've been using that. So Bird Dogs really saved the day for my first week of opening. I'm not, again, I'm not uh, just doing the read. Although I, it would sound something like this if I were. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. I'm pretty good at this. But, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's been, it's been going great. And, and Bird Dogs, big help there. And it was also a big peace of mind to know that I don't have an advertiser breathing down my neck to be like, no, we don't want it this week. So, um. Big shout out to them. Uh, I'm going to be wearing them at work moving forward. So anytime you come over, 
have a pizza with me in Long Branch. Check out my pants. They're bird dogs. Nice. Um, go ahead. What were we talking about? Uh, the restaurant, basically. Yeah, so it's been cool, and I, I feel bad that I don't have a Christery. I um, I kind of did this whole long. I don't think we're gonna do it now, but this like restaurant, um, announcement that was like a solo pod where I just kind of apologized to everybody because when this thing started, I really had nothing going on. Like I, there was a prospect of a restaurant, and it was a kind of more of a seed than anything else. And I needed like something to kind of direct my energy towards, and um, I feel like I was able to put so much more into this. And now I can't. So not to say I'm not going to do it anymore. Obviously, I love doing the podcast, but I want to the format's going to like just change a little. And then I think when we have the time to do a really cool deep dive story, then we'll do it, you know. But um, I don't want to force that and like just end up just telling the story about like the 96 Yankees or something that I'm able to talk about off the top of my head without doing much research. Right. We still wanted this to be a quality show. Right, so for, I figure as long as we're putting out a good solid thirty to forty every day, every week, I think the topic will be we'll find history references as time goes on. But I, I don't like hiding from the audience either. You know, I've had a busy week and I'm doing some extremely like there's a lot of funny shit that happens in the restaurant that I was like, you know what, I I want to make sure that these stories get told. You know, um, if the people show up who are listening and are like, hey man. I listen to Christery. I love it. I'm here for some pizza. What could they expect from you? A pizza. Can I get a picture? I always take a picture if people ask. I do. It does make me uncomfortable. It's not the person's fault. Like, it's not their fault that I feel uncomfortable. It's just like, at this point, I feel like I've been on TV so long that if anybody wanted, or I've been off TV so long, and I, I was on for so long before that, that, like, if anybody really wanted to meet me, they kind of did it by now. And now I, like, wonder, like, have we met before? Have we taken a picture before? Is this kind of like a joke? Are you going to send it to a bunch of people? Like, look who I met, huh? And, like, like kind of make fun of it. I, like, don't I, – I don't – I don't get super comfortable with the picture thing sometimes, you know? But I, I do. It. Like, I, I don't mind it. it. It never bothers me. I don't mean it like that. I just, like, wonder if it's, like, sincere all the time. Is Nunzio's I'm, like, pizza by the slice? Like, no, that's um. So you're coming you know, in, you're gonna of, come and sit and get a whole pizza and like enjoy the experience. It's not like yeah, I pop in, get my picture with Chris Manzo, and get out. That's a big part of my pizza philosophy as a business person. I I don't do the slice thing. I don't think it's bad. I think there's a time and place for it, and I think they need to exist in this world. But it's not my thing. It's uh, not the same business. You know what I mean? Like yep. you have to kind of operate completely differently. I know it sounds stupid, but if you don't sell slices like you it's like a whole different style of work gotcha because you want to like the pizza has to be able to stand in like a box for a long time without it going too bad so you kind of need to make something that's like not too fresh but also it can't be too you know what i mean like you can't just have something just dying in a counter yeah yeah. and you need to offer a lot of variety where i don't like doing variety on stuff i like to do like a few things extremely well like if you remember 10th, it was like one menu. 10th was, oh, yeah. I know what I wanted to ask you. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. So th- that's it. I, I like doing things with, you know, smaller menus and like just a lot of focus um, more so than like a big offer everything in the world, you know? You uh, you had posted, I think it was your Instagram that was like, hey, secret menu items. And I mean, considering like if you're listening to this podcast, you're kind of part of the Chris Manzo family. Can you, like, give us one or two that someone could just, like, walk up and be like... Yeah, so that was actually Leah, and I wanted to give her a shout-out, too. Oh, I that's what you never I... mentioned her on the podcast. Was that sarcasm? Yeah. So, I know, oh. I'm joking, man. 
No, so listen, man. <laughs> I, I try to. I, people are involved in my life, you know. Uh, no, Leah is my. She does all the social media for the um, for the restaurants, and um, that item. I don't know what she posted about. I probably reposted it or something. But that was a. So they do some really interesting garlic knots. So we try to keep a lot of the recipes the same from what they've done in the past uh, on the pizza side because they've just been open for so long and people love it and they. We're pretty adamant about not changing things in public. So, <laughs> okay. and that's cool with me. That's fine. That's what I mean. That was the fun part of like the challenge of keeping something the same is actually a lot harder than coming up with something new, you know? Because um, I've done that and I have like recipes of my own and stuff, but keeping something um, the way people are used to it and, and following someone's process that is, you know, like literally a family secret type of thing was a fun challenge for me. Uh, but we kind of wanted to go crazy on the entree and appetizer side, so they do a gar- they fry their garlic knots there. Um, Whoa, really, really? Yeah, yeah. Which is something that I don't know if that's like a secret that I'm not supposed to be telling, but I think if you eat it, you just know that. Is um, it like um, Matt? Like, is the is it flavored? And a, then you drop it, or you drop it, and then flavor it. Uh, drop it in, then we toss it, toss it around with it's some like stuff. Zapley. It's like a zapli. Yeah, it's garlic. like a savory zapli. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So what I the secret item that she posted was um, we did that same thing, but we didn't season it with any garlic or anything. We just did it with some salt, uh, like a scoop of regatta and uh, hot honey. Mike's so hot honey. honey. Yeah. Wow, and um, it was delicious. And yeah. then I'm gonna probably add like really thinly sliced prosciutto di parma to that. Because it was just really nice and like it had like a little bit of a sweetness from the honey and obviously a little bit of spice. The crispy is really nice, but it needed like a dash of salt. And I think the um the prosciutto would do that. Man, this sounds good. It was really good. Yeah. And that was what she posted there. And then um I was gonna put it on the menu and I thought it might be fun if people, you know, started to think to ask for things that aren't on the menu and kinda um things like that actually get the kitchen really excited. And that's a big part of my Again, I use the word philosophy a lot because that's kind of the only way I could put it. And that's what I, how I approach this um, is, you know, you have to have, have like convictions with this stuff because you need you have to make a lot of decisions and it's better to not think about a lot and just kind of believe in things instead of like, oh, let me think about that. You know? Yeah. Um, so one of my big beliefs is like I, I need to I try to prioritize the staff um, in every way because then I think not like baby them, but I. I just try to do. I try to keep them like excited all the time because I think that translates to the customer very well. That when people like where they're working, you know. So um, the kitchen, I think it's really easy to get bored, especially in a pizza place, making the same things over and over again. And then you're just kind of not trying to make them special at all, and you're not thinking at all. You're not. So I try to keep things off the menu, so it just adds a little bit of chaos in a in a fun way because you're not doing anything different. You're frying. You're doing the garlic not the same way. You're just adding like two or three different things and re- replacing two or three different things, you know. But at the end of the day, like the guy that cooks it feels like he's created something new, you know, and he's very excited about it. So I, I'm keeping it off the menu for now, so people just to kind of throw that wrench in every now and again. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. The amount of control you have. The it way freaks you treat me people. out sometimes. It freaks yeah. me out sometimes because I'm like, wow, because people ask me a lot of questions at work and like. I've always I've been you know a manager and I've I've owned things before. But this is the first these are the first two things that I've owned and operated, which is like two totally different things. Like I've operated on behalf of ownership. I've had sweat equity positions. I've been an investor in things, but those aren't the same as like owning operating. What my dad does is like an owner operator, where right. 
the decisions kind of end with you and um i haven't had that i've always had like a either a, a partner i still have partners but they you know we have we've reached a level of trust with each other now where it's like you got that and i got this you know and um meaning you know the other businesses and, and whatever so it's weird i'm not used to being like the the last decision um and i think i'm doing all right with it but yeah that that's my biggest thing is i i remember when i left the brownstone i was like oh i want to go out and just work for as many people as i can and try as many things as i can so i've met a lot of different people i've worked for a lot of different managers and i've worked i've partnered with a lot of different ownership groups and management companies and um the best ones are the ones that that have happy employees so it's like i'm I'm not one of those restaurant people that yell and scream trust me you'll get me on a bad day don't get me wrong like i usually have an attitude but i'm like always friendly to the staff I'll do you make people like, yes chef you no 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 right. i think chef to me is like wildly disrespectful how overused the word chef is yes chef i think that's what i, I think i think that's what i don't like about the bear is like that people insider. say it to me people say it to me like there and i i ask them not to because I think it's like, uh, first of all, I think it's a little too campy now. And second, it's like, I'm not a chef. And to me, a chef is like saying, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I really mean it. But it's like saying, like, doctor to me. Like, you have to put your time in to do that. And I think it should come with, like, a degree. I think someone that cooks isn't a chef. It's it's like an author. When I wrote my when I wrote my children's book, I didn't let anyone call me an author. Because I just think you have to Would they? Put Did that. they try to? Like, yes, author? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, really? they'd be like, oh, today was a children's author, author Chris Manzo. Or they would ask me to like, put it in my bio or something. But I'm like, I'm not an author. I wrote a book. You know? Like, it's different. Gotcha. And it was a children's book. So, like, I don't know. I feel like you need to really earn a title, you know? And that's another thing I do at work. I don't really do titles. Um, like, you could be a manager or something. But I call. I usually change it to, like, a team leader or something. I don't do like a head bartender, manager, lead server. I think it creates like a, a hierarchy. Does Nunzios have alcohol or is that just the restaurant? It's a bring your own. Oh, nice. People love a bring your own. Yeah, it's because it's cheaper. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry, did it I is. catch you in the middle of drinking something? My bad. Yeah, but Red Bull. No. Um, hey, did you want to open So we got these boxes. Oh, I did. I don't know if you actually went through and ordered them. Of these pieces of the past because it's actual history. Piece of the past relic uh, box. There's one per box. Find top historical sports and signed relic cards. There is Let's so little I've... information on what's inside, and I've seen some on eBay, and some are awesome. It's like a they, they took a, a piece of paper that like John Hancock wrote, and they cut it into a bunch of pieces, and you get a piece of it. And then some of them are like, it looks like pieces of books that reference the queen that are completely worthless. So... I feel like it could be a waste of money, let's but I'm not let's sure. Let's do it. Well, I was waiting to see if it's a waste of money, and then I was going to order some. It's you know what it's not so much a waste of money I don't think as it is, um, it's a lot it's a lottery ticket. Well, that's it's my like an all or more, nothing lottery ticket. So I'm I'm pretty easy to please on the um, on the side of like getting my money's worth. I could kind of convince myself that anything is worth it. What I worry about now is like, are you about to open something that's just bad podcast yeah you know what i mean and i think that's your concern too it's like all right cool this was a fun segment but if you open something and it's like you know part of a shoelace es yeah. estimated 1600 it's like god oh, this is cool but not great radio i would be well oh, i got you uh well this is called pieces of the past it's superbreaksports.com all cards are randomly inserted are not guaranteed in any individual's box blah 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 
Each 2023 piece of the past one-time edition Series 1 has the same total approximate retail value. All these boxes were like $45. Um, I got two. Let's see what we got. The box is pretty large. It's um, Pieces of the past. I'm trying to get mine now, but they're hard to find. Get on eBay. Just go to eBay and look at pieces of the past. Break. So I guess the card I'm is giant. I didn't, I didn't realize just looking at the pictures. This isn't like your typical trading card. This is like a bigger than a postcard. And it pieces comes in a little black bag. You ready? Are you ready yeah. for the reveal? This is $45 of my hard-earned money. And I got Queen Elizabeth II Authentic Relic. It looks like it is a piece of newspaper cut out. It's a picture of her when she's young. And it looks like King Charles looking at her lovingly. Um, I, there's, no, there's, <laughs> there's no explanation at all as to what this is. The front of this That's card it. features the following types of authentic and original relics. Original newspapers, original handwritten letters, time period manuscripts, letters and documents, land grants, presidential documents, handwritten words, books, and other relics. Uh, this is just a piece of a newspaper cutout with a picture of Queen Elizabeth and a young then Prince Charles, I guess. I'm into it. I don't. Uh, this might even be like a modern newspaper. It doesn't even look that old. I don't, there's no way to find out. <laughs> This is ridiculous. This is just a waste of money. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not buy we, these. We tried something, though. That's what matters. I, I mean, like, unless I'm missing something here, this is... I was actually excited about it. I thought it'd be something cool. I went to I'm a... I'm just going to um... open my second one. Screw it, right? Like, I'm going to... I'm going to see what's in the second one. Or should we wait? I mean, let's see. Now we're here. I mean, we did this because we had to have some kind of element of history on the Christorant show. You want to tell people how you're going to consider changing the name of the show to Christorant? Uh, yeah, but I don't like saying it, so I didn't. Well, but that was <laughs> that's uh, why. But I I am still thinking about doing like a restaurant one that makes more sense and making Christory something of like a uh, like a thirty for thirty. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where we where we do like eight episodes every few months of like really good deep dives. I got the second one here, and it's actually a normal-sized card again, so I have no idea what to expect when someone normal opens this. This is a pieces relic. Oh. This is a Johann Sebastian Bach. Nice. Uh, sheet music. It's a piece of the sheet music. If that's real, that's very cool. You have received an authentic relic card of Johann Sebastian Bach. I can't, like, this, this print is way too small for me to read. I don't know if... But it looks like, again, like someone bought a music book and cut out like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was actually his sheet music. Yeah. It's got the same blurb. It does not explain what this is. I love that. That's the business we should have started. This looks just way too new. Stuff. Yeah. Right. This can't so it's be more just like, it's, just, it's more just like saying the name of an old person. It's like, yeah. It's like if I said, Oh, you have an original Chris Manzo, uh, relic. And it was uh, like a piece that I cut out of your children's book. Author Chris Manzo relic. And I just bought it, your book for like 15 bucks on right. Amazon and cut it up into a bunch of things and sold it. Or cards. you just Googled a picture of me, printed it, and cut it into a bunch of different ways. Yeah, these do not look like old relics at all. Nando, why can't we just create a hustle? Because we're too nice, I think. I went to an antique store the other day, and I think that might be a cool thing for us to do. We kind of talked about it. Um, I was thinking maybe we can have a um, like a king of the hill for like antiquing an old like uh, relic type of thing, or we can give ourselves like a budget 
and I think we can create a point system. Like if you buy something in an antique store, it's like one point. Where a garage sales like five points. Oh man, I miss going to garage sales. My my wife won't let me go to. Uh... I mean, she will. I think if I just do it without her. But like, I don't drive around looking for garage sales. I'm driving and I'm like, oh, garage sale. And she's like, no, we're not stopping. Go. And so yeah, I I try not to. I actually never. I don't think I've stopped in one in years. I love it. Well, I just love the thing is I like random shit, and I don't really have a place for any of it like that's why i was at the antique store and i saw this little sad clown um sculpture it's like 180 dollars. it was big it was like i was big and heavy it was like like bigger than like an oscar you know picture like it and it was just really cool and it was from like 1929 and i love i told you this the other day i think it's weird that um like a jackie robinson rookie card right is devalued if it says like to nando love grandpa right i think that's so i found this one book i didn't buy it i don't know why i didn't buy it there's actually two books i meant to buy and one was like the adventures of like like kid speed or some like silly ass like 1920s you know like boy superhero slingshot kid and um inside the flap it was like you know it was like a really nice dedication from it looked like someone's like uncle or uncle or something to these two twins and it said uh like december 1936 and i was like it made me want it again i didn't buy it i don't know why but it was only like five dollars too it's just that was the weirdest part sometimes i feel bad using a debit card for not a lot of money and i don't buy something is that weird um no why would you do that I like I I know like someone would feel bad See, like I, didn't I have do. Cash on me, I didn't have cash on me, and I was like I don't want to spend I don't want to swipe a card for this five dollar book. Gotcha. Um, and I was like I I feel like the guy doesn't want me to swipe a card for a five dollar book. I'll just come back when I have more stuff to buy. Then I talked myself out of the clown. It was a lot. And then I told you, uh, we were like let's get a drink and then come back. And then you know when you have like a drink or two and you're like oh like Michael Jackson in that documentary. Like I'll have this. I'll have that. I'll take that. I'll take this. And then as we were getting a drink, I sat down, I looked out at the store, and I watched the young man, who was not young at all, um, walk out and lock up his store. And I was like, oh, well, there goes my opportunity to buy that book. But I thought the it next should be, time you go, it it'll be gone. Be, but I think it should be worth more when there's like a defacing sometimes. Not like a bend or a rip or not that, but like when there's a dedication, like it's a gift or if it's somebody that like – you know, I saw like a, a like a Ken Griffey Jr. It wasn't a rookie card, but it was like a card from when he was young. And on the back, somebody wrote like their stat line from their baseball game that day. Yeah. I thought that was so cool to have like a personal tie-in. You know? Yeah, uh, I don't see it like that. But I, like, I'm a I'm a card collector, so like that just ruins it. You know? Yeah, I I like the I like the idea that it had a life before me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll spend more time wondering, you know, what the kid thought of that book, and like. Then you know from his uncle or whatever. Then then I will. But I also I'm nuts. Like I I buy first print. We talked about the books. Yeah. I try to like read them, and people get mad at me because like no, you shouldn't put your oily fingers on that. It's like a hundred years old. You've been handling but, cups of pepperoni all day. Yeah, but I want to read it. I bought a book so I could read it. Same with shoes. I don't shrink wrap my fucking shoes. I wear them. That's different. Not really. People shrink wrap their shoes and put it on top of. It. Remember when Yeezys first came out? Yeah. Not like the first, like the, you know, the ones, like the ones that everyone wears now. I bought a pair of Yeezys for my birthday 
a long time ago. They're like seven hundred dollars. It was ridiculous. I'm still mad at myself for it. But I uh, I was I loved them at the time, and I would wear. I would assume I wear those went at, down in value. Uh, they went up second market. We we live Not in an right awful now. world. No, I'm telling you, they went up. Uh, yeah, it's a we live in a gross place. So um, we because the idea is basically that they're done. Oh, all right. So, uh, and this is years and years ago. So mine would have been no value anyway, because I wore the shit out of them. So I wear everything, right? So I would wear them like to work. I'd wear them just walking around. I'd wear them just like to like go to get something to eat. I'd wear them to take out the garbage. And people would be like, why are you even wearing those? Like you should, they should be framed. And like, they're shoes. I want to use them. Like I spent $700 on them. I'm going to put them in a closet wrapped up or even worse. I'm going to put them like display them in my apartment for people to look at like art. Their shoes. If yeah. I want people to know I got them, I'll just wear them. Yeah, I guess you're right. Were they comfortable? They were very comfortable. Oh, nice. All I, I've never. I've owned a few different pairs. They're all extremely comfortable. We. Uh, this is a little off topic, but somewhat related. My, you know, my kid. I got kids, um, and I was looking for shoes on like dicks, you know, because they're growing out of their sneakers. It's a weird place to look. Uh, I don't think so, man. They have pretty good sales. And they carry everything. <laughs> I just meant dicks. Dicks clothing and sporting goods. <laughs> um, the uh the they're both my daughter and my son are both outfitted in zions now because the zion no williamson shoes are steeply discounted i don't know what i mean for kids can you imagine a kid wearing the zion williamson shoes and then all this the story of the porn star stories coming out well also like do they even like what education do kids have on zion williamson that he's played like less than 35 games it's just i mean this is a, a, sport it's show, a zion on the top <laughs> Zion right on there. <laughs> but also, like, I, I feel like I, I feel bad for him in this with his whole thing. And again, we're not a history show or a, a sports show, so I don't know if people are going to get what we're talking about. But look up Zion and uh, I guess you just type in porn star, I guess. I don't know her name. But um, what a story that was for a quick minute with the tattoo on her face and everything. But yeah, now your kids are walking around with Zion sugar daddy shoes. But I mean, there's. They're on super sale, like 70% off. So That's wild to me. They're so low. But I get it really might be because who the hell wants to play in Zions? That's the it. Only, the That's most, what it is. The, mo- the most famous thing we've seen him do in sneakers is explode his sneakers in college. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I mean, can you imagine being like the best player in the world at Duke and just like the series of events, like the injuries kind of killed him a little bit, but then like all the weight that he put on and now like the porn star thing. And it's just like, man. Talk about that's a Zion, fall. That is a Zion fall not from feeling Grace. like Zion. Yeah. And then also on top of it, you were he would have been the highest paid college athlete ever. The year he enters the league, the next year they start paying college athletes. Right. Oh well. Um so Hey, by the way, we hit like forty seven minutes. I know you're Yeah, I know I gotta 30. run You gotta soon. go. I know. Well, I said thirty when I thought you had to call it eleven. Yeah, that's what it. I meant. Whereas I was like, all right, then I have to be like twenty minutes in and out because eleven's too late for me. But now I'm okay because we're you know what I mean? Like we're at that time. If I would have had to be about thirty minutes after your phone. Right. Well, so, um, other thing. This is just to make you feel good. Hopefully, people like this episode. I feel like I don't know if we got a lot of restaurant stuff in. It was really more of a good catch up with us in the audience because it's been a minute. It's a state. Um, it's the state of Christery at the moment. I was in really bad traffic on the way back the other day, and I was listening to a podcast that wasn't my choice to listen to, and it was super popular. I don't know the name of it. I'm not not calling it out on purpose. I would have called it out. It was so bad that I was like, you know what? Maybe me and Nando have a good thing going after. <laughs> you doubted? 
No, I just thought that it's like, I don't know, I ramble a lot, and it's like I'm way off topic. It's not even about history half the time now. Um, and I, I think we do a good job. I think it's fun, but I'm like, maybe if you don't know you and I, is it interesting? I don't know, you know? And then I listened to these other two talk, and I was like, wow, we got a pretty good thing working. Yeah, except for the episodes would... where I accidentally only put my side of the audio well, on there, and I apologize. About... Yeah, right? Nando crowd loves that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying so that's a lot, like 10 minutes of silence followed by, yeah, right. That was... uh. That that was some that was a weird one that I got because it was I only got like three or four people though that said it, so hopefully more people listen than that and that was only not that wasn't the issue. I didn't do anything but, different. That's the part that bothers me. So I gotta go to work. Yeah, we go can do this another day. What's um, the most famous, uh, most popular pizza so far? People have ordered. Oh, we so we just do an, like an original, like a regular, like New York style cheese just like pizza. Cheese. That's been the one all day. Yeah. And then I don't know, I'd like to do a thing where we talk more about restaurants because I am very passionate about it and I do love it a lot. Uh, and I think it's like a different side that people will kind of see because um, it's cool. It really is fun to make it all happen. And I think, you know, things like the bear and stuff like that are making the restaurant world very popular. And what I, if we I got Wiley Dufresne? It. I think Wiley Dufresne. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Wiley Dufresne fan as far as like what he's done and who he is. Do you know him? Uh, no, but I bet you his PR people would write back. Not like that French guy. The French douchebag. Uh, he British, but um, I appreciate you. What's his name? Marco, Marco Pierre White. That's that's all right. That's not French. It's Italian. He's uh, Italian and French descent, but he's an Englishman. There you go. He, um, okay, so cool. I mean, listen, if you can get Wild Dufresne on, he just opened a pizza place called Stretch. Nice. So we could have a little pizza talk, but he's like. One of the people that would make me feel stupid about being in the food business. So I think that's fun. I would right. like that. Great. Cool. Rock Good and talk, roll. Nando. Hey, this is great, man. I'm, I'm glad we got to explain like what happened last week and shout out bird dogs and, you know. Yeah, you try to you know, be transparent with the, with the audience, you know? And I appreciate everyone's patience. And two worthless relics, which I'm, probably, I'm not going to throw them away just in case, but I, like, I might write to the company and be like, what are these? Like, I'm this is so to- lazy of you. I'm going to uh, see Oppenheimer next Monday at Lincoln Center um, because they have one of the only theaters in the country that have like the full capability that Christopher Nolan shot it in. Have you heard that whole thing? Yeah, the 70 whatever IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. So they have one of the theaters, so I want to see it in that because I'm just a sucker for anything with a twist. And um, I was going to try to go to the MoMA or something after, so maybe I'll have some history to bring back with me when I get All right. There. Yeah, awesome. Sounds like a plan. All right. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.